ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Man, I didn't realize the tail end ran that long. I was just kind of sitting there like, okay, I forgot to start on Instagram. We're live on Instagram. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook, which for some reason can't integrate Instagram, so I got to do it on my phone. We're live on YouTube. I'm James. Tell me your name, Zach. But you already did. It's your boy. Oh. I'm Zach. You yeah, you're right. I guess that kind of kills the point if I say your name for you. Yeah, exactly. Damn, I'm going to have to figure out this whole, like, guest setup. We got a bunch of people in chat. We got Joe in the chat. We got Dom in the chat. Dom, dude, how's it going? Good to see everybody today. We got a ton of football news to get into right off the bat, including, like, what might be one of the biggest turning points for, like, something going into the draft. Wow. Um, but I guess let's start off with the whole Dan Snyder thing, right? Being a legitimate white-collar criminal. Mr. Steely Mr. Yeah, Embezzle no. funds. So bad. It is so bad. I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I, I what was I doing the other day? I forget, but I was sitting down. I saw that come across my screen, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that plays. Um, it, only, think, it shouldn't shock anyone, right? Like, that's that's kind of who no. we thought Dan Snyder was. Right, exactly. I mean, that, that is that is exactly who we thought he was. We, we kind of knew something like this was coming, and it was in the works. Um, the extent of it, though, is mind boggling james mind-boggling that's a lot of money that's a lot of money what what was it too is something about like putting the logo, the logo you're talking about the logo right yeah yeah so dan snyder um the owner of the washington commanders charged his own franchise four and a half million dollars 4.5 million dollars james to put their logo on his private jet that's actually meanwhile like and i have something directly like something that i can directly compare uh, compare this to as robert Kraft bought his team two jets with his own money yeah but hasn't he kind of done everything with his own money wasn't foxborough like wasn't foxborough stadium wasn't um wasn't oh my god gillette i couldn't think of the name gillette wasn't that like his own money too he's not like a whole like i'm not making taxpayers do anything well, yeah, th- yes, but I mean, it, it's, it's, again, it's both ends of the spectrum. He took out a $55 million loan without the approval of his board of directors. I love it. I, 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 I mean, I don't love it. I want it to be like an ESPN 30 for 30, but I love the energy of it. <laughs> he was like, yeah, so like, I'm going to take out this loan. And they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, but, but yeah, though, like I am like. But like it's gonna happen though. Like fifty-five million dollars is not just—it's just gonna appear. Oh, Speaking God. of Washington, uh, our favorite Washington fan, Joe from overseas, says, "Gotta love Dan Snyder, the absolute scumbag, better than bald prick Bezos." So for funny. now, I guess you know. I, I don't even know for now. What's better, embezzling or like whatever Jeff Bezos is up to that we haven't discovered yet? Yeah, I—I I mean, definitely would rather go with the known than the unknown at that point, but. Not good. It's not good when you want your team to be good. That's for sure. We're already we're already talking about money, so I think we just roll it right into some of the new cap casualties. And some of these, most of these, honestly, aren't really surprising. Um, not really. I think the biggest. No, nah, I'm not going to say the biggest name, but I'm going to say like one of the bigger names to come out of it was Leonard Fournette, who mm-hmm. recently agreed to a new three year deal and is now like, mm, I don't want it. Mutual cut, which I didn't realize until today. Uh, Leonard oh, Fournette. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Or he might have asked for it, and they were just like, "Sure." But yeah, I mean, emergency for shot. Yeah. I mean, double Sorry. Devin Singletary is about to join their team. What did I say? What was going to happen, James? What did I say? 
Hey, boy, what I say? Yeah, I listen to Soggy Boy. I don't listen. Yeah. He speaks and he says a lot of things. I'm right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a lot of it's just that's that's the noise of Sog. Continue, please. please <laughs> Ew. Continue. So, please, uh, please on the note of Washington, Carson Wentz, not shocked. That's $26 million they're saving. Bobby McCain also gets cut. It was, I didn't quite understand that one. Um, I'm sure there's more thoughts from like an inside perspective, but yeah. relatively older, but he was a starting. Oh, hold that comment on Instagram. Um, he was this, he was our starting slot. I thought, I don't, I don't know. Once again, this is not my team, but from yeah, what, I, what I understand. I don't know if there's anything to really understand there. I mean, sometimes teams just want to just want to go in a younger direction. They think you have someone in the woodwork that can do the same, if not a similar job for a hell of a lot less money, then you go for it. I mean, literally look at what the Patriots have done the last five years with cornerbacks. Once they get too expensive, they ship them out and they got someone else to do their job. So I was going to say, it's like what um, Shanahan does with quarterbacks, but that's not even true. He waits until they're expensive. Uh, speaking of Marcus Mariota, after the turbulent ending to the season, uh, he gets the axe. That's not shocking. So that that signals to me. I mean, like some people are going to say that signals to them that Desmond Ritter's their dude going forward. Let's be honest; he wasn't that impressive. I think they're all or nothing in on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I at this point it just makes the most sense. I mean, not to. I, not to like extrapolate this, but I mean, you know, they did draft Michael Vick, and those I, comparisons, yeah. those comparisons are there all the time. So I mean, it just w- it would make sense if you're a franchise that was a, a front runner or, or the the team that drafted the the stereotypical like run and gun quarterback of the 2000s. I mean, you just it makes sense if you're going to go for a, someone that's exactly like him with a little mm-hmm. bit less of a powerful arm. So, Continuing on, my Browns cut John Johnson, cap casualty, a little bit older, wasn't living up to that pay payday. That's fine. You know, like we said, we thought that was going to happen, and it did. Yeah, you said that last up. week, right, um, for the um, – who did you say yeah, he, he was a possibility? The Bills or the Jets maybe? The Jets or the Dolphins? Be no, also, maybe but... the Patriots? Yes, I think maybe no, just no, yes. No. It was, I, it was either the, the Dolphins or the, uh, the Bills or – once once the timer stops, you guys don't realize this, we stop. It's just brick walls. We're done. Yeah, we actually, there's just like a cord in the back of my head, and once it's once it's unplugged, I just shut down. <laughs> Percy Butler coming up. This is about the Bobby McCain situation. Coming up, so easy to replace him. Also, we have a slot come up late whose name skips me. Goddamn. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> Uh, last notable cut is one that made Giants fans ecstatic. He had one touchdown and got paid way too much money. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is overpaid from the gun and ends up being overpaid and overrated and average. Not even average. Not even average. No, fuck that. Not even average. Let's, let's amend Yeah, I, I, I never understood the payday for Kenny Galladay. And here we are. It, yeah. He's cut. He's a free agent. I hope no one gives him another like huge salary. He'll probably get a prove-it deal, I would hope, at this point. Who knows? Who knows what the NFL is thinking? I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, he has the skills to be a good wide receiver. I just, I just don't think that the right fit for him was the Jets. Um, it, it, he did well for himself on the Lions. He did have Matthew Stafford, 
And but I mean, you know, he did well for himself on the Lions. He he just he needs a quarterback that's actually going to throw him the ball. I mean, Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. I'm sorry, he's just not like it's not, he's not worth that alleged price tag, which is a whole other debate. Which apparently is God, no. yeah, fuck forty five million. <laughs> apparently they are far apart in negotiations. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about fucking Danny Dimes money. Um, in, insane that that is that is a thing. So I, I figured out how to transition the last bit of news. So we're going to start off with one oh, bit of news that's a little more funny. I don't, I don't even think it's actually that funny. I think it's just stupid. Tom Brady has delayed his Fox uh, start so he can pursue stand-up comedy. And I, I genuinely think Tom Brady is one of the most dry human beings ever met. Kind of met. Long story. Anyway. I don't I don't see the whole comedy thing. I don't see this Tom Brady like did the social media like blow up that his team like did that that inflate his head so much that now they think, yes, I am a stand-up comedian. They they force fed that, they flogged that down his throat and made Tom Brady think he can be a state of stand-up comedian. Well, I mean, first it was the movie, 80 for Brady, which again, haven't seen, have no intention of seeing. I, I watched the Super Bowl in person, and that is and will forever be one of the best games I've ever watched in my entire life. However, I don't need to watch a movie about it. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to watch Jane Fonda's experience of, of being a geriatric patient wandering her way to a Super Bowl. I just don't want to see it. Um, nor, nor does like, why are we make why are we making this about money? Like it, I don't, uh, whatever. Besides the point, he thinks he's a stand-up comedian because he's, he spent five minutes in a Ted two in, in Ted two with Mark Wahlberg. That's why. Yeah. That is end of story. That will be the reason that That's I fair. he thinks he is a comedian because he was in Ted Two and had five minutes of screen time where Mark Wahlberg and a magical teddy bear looked at his dick. You know, when you say it that way, it just it just comes on a little more just like cutting. Make Zach a comedian. I could be. <laughs> I could. I could. I though. Could I really? Could I really? You ever see that episode of Sunny where uh, Sweet D just kind of stays on and like just like self deprecate? I can't think of the word. Anyway, yeah, American yeah, yeah, self deprecating humor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was right. Nailed it. I almost said yeah. defecate. Yeah, um, you don't want to. You don't want to self defecate on stage. That's definitely not good. Jesus, dogs just throwing bones around off screen. Right? Oh, tie-in news: the James Magic here. Uh, the combine officially starts tomorrow. The underwear Olympics. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Bro, this is, are you for real? this is magical. We love this. Um, the combine starts tomorrow. The underwear Olympics. Everyone gives it flack every year, but you got to understand the biggest thing about the combine isn't the players doing stuff on the field. Fair. Shut up. It's the deals that are getting done behind the scenes. Like this Lamar Jackson thing. If they genuinely feel the Ravens genuinely feel that they cannot get a deal done. It is getting done this weekend. Derek Carr is going somewhere this weekend. He is locking that deal in, whether we know it or not. This is when deals get made. This is the unofficial start of the NFL season. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree. This is when you're, you know, you full, can fully evaluate talent. Um, and, you know, I mean, it just, it's going to be very interesting to watch and see. Um, I mean, we obviously, I, I don't know if you had seen that news, but uh, what's that? I'm saying hi to people online, dude. Oh, I'm gotcha. Not. My bad. Um, well, what I was saying is that uh, the um, the Raiders are officially out of the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. I this believe, is true. I believe we posted that. 
Um, so that's another angle we're looking at here as, you know, you know, where's, where's Rogers going to go now? Um, obviously one of the spots that we're thinking of like the saints or the jets is going to be an option for him now that, um, they're content with moving forward with Jarrett Stidham as their de facto QB one as for right, as of right now. God, I hope not. I think the most interesting thing about this is one of these teams, if this, if the, um, I almost said Derek Carr, if the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes is actually a real thing, either the Jets or Saints will be like behind the ball. So one of them is going to end up with Derek Carr, at least in my mind, right? Like one of those loses out on Aaron Rodgers and gets Derek Carr. I just, I don't know which. I feel like it's a very Jets thing to like go for Rodgers and get Carr. But I, I, yeah, like, I know, I know that's that, that's a good situation. It's not like last or not last year, but it's not like it's an open market. I don't know. It, it's like you get one dude. One dude's the highlight dude this year, and he might not even be that dude. Right. So if he goes to your team, great. If not, he ends up retiring. You're fucked, and you got to deal with Derek Carr, who might be on the heavy decline. <laughs> oh, Derek, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that He's one. So, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't get over how mediocre he is. Um, oh my god, do so many people join in? Hey guys, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, we have comments saying Lamar is gone. I do, I I do agree. I think they're too far apart on money. I, I think it's gonna be real hard to keep Lamar in Baltimore. Oh, it it, it really is. I mean, you know, they're they're talking about franchise tagging him, and and so. I, I don't know if we, we had, had spoken about this last week, but I was under the impression they did, but they didn't, right? They haven't they done have it yet. Not, they, okay, they, they're like threatening to do it almost. but Yeah, but um, that's I don't think the franchise tag does anything. I think they franchise tag him and they end up losing out. I think he they honestly kill his value if they franchise tag him because I think teams know he's going to hold out. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that that's that's the, the big thing with, with something like that is, you know, you, you hold on to him, but there goes your and there goes your relationship and your quarterback and you still have to pay him so mm-hmm. yeah it, it's gonna be interesting to watch i mean yeah i, I agree with uh who who said that i'm sorry I, well, just that more. was aj john 316 oh well i agree with aj john 316 then he yep lamar is off the ravens lamar is done his time in baltimore is over mm-hmm. um i mean atlanta just seems like the the, the most likely landing spot for him I love that. I, I love it. It, it, it fits though. It just it just fits. It just fits. And again, it's that Michael Vick angle, but it fits. I think that might be the short like A B connection. I keep doing this a lot with my hands, but the short A B connection is we just want to see a Michael Vick like replica in Atlanta with the dirty right. bird. Electric. With Kyle yeah. Pitts, with D- Drake London. Like we want we want it, that. Exactly, exactly. And 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 that's the thing, you know, the, the Falcons haven't been good since 2016 when they had Matt Ryan and had that really crazy season, which obviously ended with the 28-3 Super Bowl, all that stuff. So, you know, and I don't know, I feel like the Falcons are the franchise that I could say I really despise or dislike. Like I'm pretty so, I'm pretty neutral on the Falcons. I, yeah, I like the, what's that? Yeah. I like them. I like the jerseys more than anything. I don't I, really care. I don't think I could ever like say I've hated the Falcons. I know Drew feels otherwise. Um, mm. Obviously, with with that uh, conference championship, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just one of those teams I haven't hated, like the Lions. I've never really hated the Lions or like disliked I, them. The Lions are in the pit of misery. Like as a Browns fan, like we want to see them. Do- yeah. Um, sure. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, our boy. <laughs> And pointed it out, UTSA headline. 
Go Roadrunners. Uh, thoughts on the Jalen Carter situation? That's right, folks. Jalen Carter is on his way back to Athens, Georgia. Uh, he was recently uh, not charged. What's the word? Mm, I don't know. Subpoena, possibly. Was he subpoenaed to, to Somebody court? gave him a subpoena. He was tr- charged with uh, some type of form of interfering with a police investigation and also racing and reckless driving connected to the January 15th incident that cost a teammate and a trainer or a staffer their lives. He is facing misdemeanors for that. Well, I guess the good thing is that they're misdemeanors. You know, they're not, uh, they're not felonies. You know, I don't know what the full scope of it is going to end up being, you know, he's only being, he's being charged with them. Now he hasn't been tried for them. They could drop them. They could change. Um, I mean, he's into Athens with the expectation that they are getting dropped. He, they put this, his team put that out today that those charges are being dropped. That's what he believes. Right. So, I mean, I feel like we just saw this happen and, and this is not, not any sort of comparison of situation, but um, remember uh, Willie McGinnis had this bar fight and he was like, yeah, this is bogus. The charges are going to be dropped. And then like a day later, he was like, yeah, I'm so sorry I did this. Like, I accept my full, the full responsibility, blah, blah. Like, he just did, like, a complete 180. Yeah, oh, no, complete 180. It was bizarre. Um, And so, I mean, I, these kinds of charges, it just it just seems like they're they're probably they're probably right. But, I mean, at, at this point, he's, he's, a, he's a number one overall talent and could possibly go number one overall. Um. It, it you just feel like this is one of those like like you said um this feels like one of those things that that they're just gonna drop you it does like- and it's super it's super unfortunate like they, they should be held accountable at some point and I mean the most that's gonna happen to him and we're also talking about millions of dollars worth of a difference with this it doesn't sound like a lot number wise once again hands hands counter that's at like 10 yeah uh, but he's looking at going from like you said like a number one overall pick to top 10 like he's still gonna get a good payday. Right. But it's not going to be number one overall money, right? Ex- exactly, and you know, that's that's just kind of that's just kind of the thing. I mean, we've seen it happen before with 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 potential picks, and you know, which it happens almost like every year. It feels like, right? Well, now now we do. I feel now oh, we, yeah. we do, but you know, even in the past, like we we've seen it, we've seen it happen. Um, not, I wouldn't say. I don't even know to this magnitude. I mean, I think the closest thing that we have to, uh, uh no, nah, not going to go there, but, um, <laughs> I don't know where you were going to go, but I'm interested. Uh, yeah. Aaron. Um, okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I this is one of those things. I feel like the charges are going to get dropped, but there's going to be some sort of, uh, it's going to be some sort of time of reckoning for, for that team and for what happened. So, I wholeheartedly agree. I hope so. Honestly, I do like Jalen Carter as a talent, but you got to be held accountable for what you do. Yeah, you, absolutely. Absolutely. Sucks. Suck is the short of it. All yeah, right, Zach. Yeah. Draft day, darlings. You got it. I literally just finished it, so we're good. Gucci. Wow, look at that timing, dude. Look at that. 
That was actually perfect. I just gotta, I just gotta download it and upload, download, upload real quick, and then we're good to go. All right. So I'll, I'll lead into it today. Uh, draft day, darlings. That is our top five every week. We do this. We've done wide receivers last week. Pretty much consensus opinion. Um, I know we have some differing opinions on this one, but this week is quarterbacks, as you could have seen on Instagram, as you might see it, the title or captions or whatever. Um, I think this, I mean, I know, I can't even say think. It's not like a, a good bet. This one is very differing. Uh, the hard thing about the quarterback position this year, and like going forward, probably the next like three draft cycles, is you'll hit a cliff where people just start getting old for prospects. Like you hit that hand and hook cliff where he's like 25 mm-hmm. or like Stetson Bennett's going to be 26 during the season as a rookie. And it just gets complicated because of that extra year of COVID eligibility. It sets stuff back weirdly where like the cap used to be around like 24. Like you said, now you're seeing 25, 26. It's odd. It's a consequence of COVID. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. Um, it's, it is very interesting because a lot of the stats you've been seeing, like, I think it was, um, oh, I think it was the sets embedded one, you know, sets embedded is going to be 26 and at around the same time, like Lamar was, Lamar has already won an MVP. Patrick Mahomes has won two Super Bowls, two MVPs, all that. Like, and they're they're all the same age pretty much. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes might be a year or two older, but I honestly um, think Lamar is the same age or younger. He might be slightly older than Stetson Bennett. Hmm. Yeah, but and he's not he's not the only one in this draft though. Um who who else was I looking at? I forget. I was looking at this the other day, but is there a guy oh Phil, Phil? Phil? Phil, always great to have you in the chat. I Thank know, you so seriously. much for joining. Uh, um, dude, there's a ton. It's it's not really limited. <laughs> Most of these quarterbacks are on the older side anyway. Oh yeah, big time. So big should time. we do it? Yeah, let me um yeah, I'm just gonna share the screen with everyone. I made a quick graphic. Um just just so we can have some fun and pictures and you can follow along and all that good stuff. So I'm just going to share. Sorry, you don't get the pictures. Get dunked on. Get dunked on. Complain to Mark Zuckerberg that for some reason we can't split streams. <laughs> um. Huh, okay. Well, so I guess it's not going to let me do so that. I, I, share my, I, what? Fucking hate, I fucking hate. I fucking hate that. I'm, I'm 28 now for total transparency. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, man, these dudes are old. Like, Setsu Bennett's an old dude coming in. He's 26. He's still younger than me. He's still two years younger than me. I'm 26, James. You, you're. <laughs> yes, I'm 26. Makes no sense. My God. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. You got to think about it. You're, you're friends with, you're best friends with Chris, who's a year younger than you, and I'm his uh-huh. younger cousin by a year. I mean, I, I get the math. It doesn't mean I have to like it. No, you have to like it. Uh, all right. Well, let me. Uh, I should. I should just be able to do this, but I'm just going to share my screen really quickly. Don't mind that. Um, all right, James. Can you see this here? I can see. Oh, Drewy. What? Hi, Drew. Welcome. Oh, to- oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> I I am very very sorry. It's all right, dude. Always happy to have you here. I'm, Zach's trying to figure out draft day, darlings. Can, can you guys see this? And, you know, it's, it's a little small. We can make it work. Oh, my God. You filled in pictures for everything, too? My God. The production value here is fucking dollar menu at best. But so it's, you said it's small, though? It's it's large enough. 
Uh, okay, so it's it's too small. All right, well, hold, that's okay. That's fine. We'll figure it out. Phil, um, I, I came back from the dead. Yes, we are happy to have our Drew back. Did someone leave a window open? Literally, I left like 17. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I should just be able to do this. I that PhD. Stupid. So anyway, um, <laughs> top five quarterbacks. Figure it out. <laughs> Zach, are you ready? Yeah, go for it. All right, well, I'm going to lead off then, I guess. I think. Oh, you're telling me to lead off because I <laughs> I don't know if you're ready at all. I'm just going to go. Do it. All right, fine. I think the no-brainer, I, I mean, so many people are going to be looking at is, is height and weight. It's it's Bryce Young. It's Bryce Young. The talent is there. It, it's so unfortunate that he looks like a toddler, but, like, lesser than Kyler Murray. Like, I, I – I want to be infatuated with everything he does because he does everything so well. But it's the five ten air quotes like one ninety frame he's rocking that just scares the shit out of me. Still my number one. Still really talented. Still really concerned about injuries. But number one quarterback in this draft for me, Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna go right back. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, Phil, you're not gonna like what happens next. Anyway, Drew, go ahead. Oh, I, I'm second. Sure. Oh, you started talking. Oh, I, I literally just said it's hard to argue with that. Oh, I would but... also place Bryce Young at number one. <laughs> yeah, no, For I mean all of the again, reasons I'll, listed above. Just to, just to jump back, you know, jump on what James said. Like, um, again, it. Like Drew said, it's hard to argue. You can't really, you can't really overthink the size. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks of his size um, thrive in the NFL. Um, so you, as long as he's so, not super into Call of Duty, I think you're good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a point. Um, so <laughs> I, I've seen a couple of people say that he's closer to six foot than he is five ten. Um, yeah, but dude, that's my thing. Is like if you see him, so next what you're saying is he's five eleven? <laughs> no, he's not even that. The the, the fucking Taller five, it, 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 I don't know where that's coming from because he's like shorter than Stetson Bennett, who I think is 5'11, 5'10. Okay, and like side by side comparison, he is shorter. So I don't <laughs> Damn, know. I mean, right there. every dude on that Alabama line is gonna be in the NFL, but mm. without a doubt in my mind. So it's not like right. he can't make it work, but he just has to like the Russell Wilson, like roll out, roll out. There's not a lot of like staying in the pocket that's gonna live and work for him. That's true. That is very yeah. Very good true. point. Good point. I think if I am yeah, we'll hey, do it the same way. We got it. Hey, all right, that works. It's big enough. It's big enough. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, so I, I just think it's really funny because I did did the comparison. He is built exactly like JSN James. Is it really? Yes, exactly. That's not. That's I mean I guess we've we've seen wide receivers be quarterbacks but like that's not exactly comforting. No, it it's not. It's really not. But seeing what he's done with the football and knowing that he's built like one of the best wide receivers in college football and possibly moving into the NFL draft. Is that really Brian such a Tannehill bad thing? Brian Tannehill. 
Bryce Young and Ryan Tannehill confirmed by Just because he's built like a receiver, not even because he was one. <laughs> uh, All right, well, so unanimous Bryce Young. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, and, and obviously looking at this, we have one other pick that is similar, James, but we do have some differences this week, and I and I like I, I invite the differences in, into our little group here. So uh, my number two pick is actually going to be Will Levis. Um, I I just think that the game is moving towards uh, you know mobility, ability to um, create when plays break down, and arm strength. I mean, look at Josh Allen; he's got all three of those, right? Yes, yeah. Will Levis is legitimately built like James. Guess yeah. exactly who he's built oh, like. Josh Allen. Yeah, everyone said it. <laughs> he's built like motherfucking Josh Allen, dude. He had such a bad offensive line at Kentucky. His his, his offensive line, and and I have the stats for this because I want I want to point this out to you guys. His offensive line was absolute dookie. Um. His line gave up 47 sacks in 13 games. 47 sacks in 13 games. That's over three and a half sacks a game. I'm just, I, I just, I, I know they six overall offensive line play in college football. 96th. I know. I get that they were bad. I just can't. I, I, I want to buy in. There's so many, like, once we get past my two, it's James trying to convince himself to buy into tools because Will Levis has some of the best tools in the draft. He's got the build. He's got the, like, Josh Allen mobility. He's a thick white dude who can run. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to understand that Josh Allen came out of college exactly like Will Levis. He came out not as a refined passer. He came out as a big I, arm. Mm-hmm. What? He's agreeing with you. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, just, I just didn't yeah. hear him. Um, yeah, he came out as a big arm, and he knew how to use his legs. I mean, Drew and I were literally on the hate Josh Allen train from day one. We told yep. again from day one, we said that this type of quarterback is not going to do anything good in the league. And look what happened. I mean, sure, he can't get past the AFC Championship game, but he's still a Pro Bowl quarterback and you can't refute that. So I, I just, I see the comparisons there and understand why he has the tools to be that kind of quarterback in the league. Um, you know, Josh Allen did end up on the bills and they built around him. It, it, if Will Levis ends up on say, I don't, I don't know, like any sort, any franchise that is willing to actually build around him, not like the jets or the Panthers or the Colts or whatever, then he's going to be fine. That's the key. That's I, and I, I feel like any guy coming out into the draft raw with just all the right. tools and talent in the world is entirely dependent on the team that they get drafted to and what that team's situation is and what they're willing to give that quarterback to work with. Exactly. So it, it's really hard to rank. Exactly. It's really hard to rank players with with just the tools or just the skills that aren't refined no you're, you're you're absolutely right it is and i think that that you know seeing how the game is you don't have to be as cerebral anymore you don't have to be as refined of a passer because there are so 
many more restrictions on on the defensive side of the ball that if you got a big arm, you just toss the ball down the field 60 yards and you're, you're going to have a wide receiver open a good chunk of the time. Now it's a lot closer. Press coverage is a lot more, you know, uh, prevalent in the NFL um, for sure. But, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you got you have a big arm talent. He's not afraid to use his legs. Um, there's just tendencies that he has to he has to work out. And I think that that that, you know, if he gets it on a franchise that is willing to work with him on those tendencies, then he's fine. He's got the tools to be a Pro Bowl quarterback. He, he just he does, um, you know, and again, this is just ranking what I'm seeing here. Do I think he's worth a, a top 10 pick? No, because I think there are other players in the draft that are worth are more valuable than Will Levis. But again, it's the quarterback position. It's inherently the most valuable position in football. So here's my thing. And you kind of touched on it as I feel like teams are so afraid to miss out on the next Josh Allen yes. that these dudes like Will Levis and like Anthony Richardson are getting elevated and not necessarily in a wrong way. I like both of them. I like what they bring to the table. Um, not production wise, but like, like we talked about tool wise, but I, I just feel like at some point that's going to hit a cap where like, all right, well let's stop elevating these fucking huge human beings. Also, by the way, Will Levis semi-local kid from Connecticut. Um, we like we, these random small country, small, whatever dudes yeah, I mean, but, being but like have, whatever but you have to think about it like this though there's usually a trend uh, trends in the nfl that run like 20 25 years i mean josh allen got drafted six years ago we're still in that trend so that you're still gonna have quarterbacks that are are like that you know i mean they're they're I mean, bigger trend, bodies, they're trend, like tanks. let's be honest that trend that trend has been rolling that's why once again these dudes well will levis anthony richardson are up there Trey Lance, another super toolsy quarterback who did not have a lot of production, took a gamble, jumped up and got him. We still don't know if that's going to pay off. Well, it's, right. we, it's we don't. Such a question mark with these dudes. But the payoff is so insanely good. That's the thing. Is if you hit, you hit gold. And I right. feel like that's the danger of a, a team that needs a quarterback now drafting a guy like Will Levis. It needs to be a team that's looking to the future, but has a plan in place for the immediate proceedings. Mm-hmm. They right, need right. time. They need TLC. It's, it's just how it works if you want to get the payoff of someone like Josh Allen. Uh, Joe coming back and saying, Sam Howell is better than every quarterback in this draft. You're now on mute. <laughs> Uh, I like Sam. Sam. We've talked about it. I, I, I can't buy. I can't buy him into everybody over this draft. Anyway, let's let's keep it rolling though. So, Drew, do you you have to? I look. I agree with the sentiment of Will Levis. I just can't go on tools alone, given how much work has to be put in by the team. I I agree with James's pick here. I like C.J. Stroud second. And and it's so hard because he had such a down year and like so many people were ready to sell on him. And then he just went out against the best defense in the country and torched and just lit the world on fire. So now you got a dude who has good tools, has like solid production, but also has just a fat question mark of, I don't know what CJ Stroud I'm getting every fucking day. I don't know what CJ Stroud I'm getting every fucking snap. It's exciting. 
it's true, but it, it does also, I feel like, put a, a point in his favor of going through a bad season already, or not bad, but a down season already, and being able to bounce back against a team of that caliber in that game. Like, that's that shows that you got something. You, I don't know what it is, but you got something. You got, you got that it. You got the X factor in there. Fat it. All right. Well, I, I don't think there's much else we can say on CJ Stroud. He's got the good build. He's a big body. He's got a good arm. He can place the ball unbelievably well until pl- pressure collapses on him or you're from the state of Georgia. So, um, or I guess I, no. I have, my, I have my concerns with, with him, which I'll bring up when, when we get to number four. I was going to say, yeah, I was actually going to circle back. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, no, 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 no. That was my point. That was my, that was my point all along is, is I was just going to wait until we got to number four to, to go ahead and, and issue my problems with CJ Stroud um, and proclaim my fire take for this draft. Drew, do you want to go with three first? Or are you good? I don't know. I want to hear Zach's fire take. Well, no, this, this wouldn't come until. Yeah. You got to wait. You got to hold your breath the yeah, entire time. You got you to savor it for a second. It's got to, it's got to marinate. <laughs> yeah, let that one marinate. Let that one marinate. Number so, three. For number three, Drew, are you going? Are we to get it? I, I, subject, I mean, I honestly have the same one, so it doesn't matter. Right. Number three, we consensus have Anthony Richardson. My favorite thing, my favorite tidbit I saw, and this is from one of my favorite people on Twitter. I think he's the fullback king. I don't think that's a question, but David Miller, been on the podcast. Um, he said his pro comp for Anthony Richardson at this point is just a lottery ticket. There's, there's like people have tried to do the Cam Newton connection, but like you might not hit. There's a huge chance you will not hit with Anthony Richardson. He has one season of solid play with just wild inconsistency, but the the highs are so high and the lows are so low. So you don't, there's like such a huge gap between his floor and ceiling. But man, if you can harness that and if you can get him to be like the Anthony Richardson that was promised. It's game over. You got you got an MVP. You got a perennial MVP candidate. Yeah, I mean, and again, yeah. uh, you know, was, uh, I feel like uh, with even with Will Levis, you know, another boomer bust pick, and I feel like, like you said, Anthony Richardson probably has the highest potential ceiling out of any of these quarterbacks. Oh yeah. However, that, if he hits a oh, floor, sorry. it's through the goddamn floor. Yeah, you're talking like a lower than Zach Wilson type of floor. Yeah, lower well, lower than Zach Wilson's friend's mom. Well <laughs> nice. Yes, but <laughs> you're talking about Zach yeah, Wilson yeah, with an absolute low, low. fucking luger of an arm. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I think the physical tools that that man possesses let's just, are hard to overlook. So let's talk about those physical tools, Drew. Let's just talk about those, okay? He is 6'4, 238 mm-hmm. pounds. He's less mm-hmm. than 10% body fat. Okay. That is something mm-hmm. I put It's a lot of muscle. That's a ridiculous amount of muscle. It is so hard to be less than 10% body fat, especially if you're an athlete like, like that and you have to bulk. That is ridiculous. He says he can run a 4 4 40 and throw the ball 75 yards down the field. He absolutely can. And I, I agree. Those are I not stretch yeah. statements. <laughs> yeah, no. 
And like, I, you know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Derek Carr is going to be a first round ballot Hall of Famer if he went to the Jets. No, no, Anthony Richardson can definitely run a four four forty and throw the ball seventy five yards. I mean, that's just like, well, like, it goes back to my same thing as like, or sorry, not my thing. I just totally Columbus that. But the same no. thing we were talking about that you need a team that's not ready to buy into a quarterback this year. And right. every team that will go for him is needs a quarterback right now. Right. Right. Well, that, I feel like that's the with a lot of the quarterbacks that are coming out of college is you're getting, I mean, I guess with the real exception of Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, you know, Josh Allen took a couple of years. Even Mahomes ago. waited a year. He, well, he, he did wait a year, but when he started playing, he made an immediate impact. Justin right. Herbert was probably one of the worst takes we've had on the show, not naming names. Um <laughs> Uh, that's okay. That's that's who's standing against. Yeah, was, I mean that was pretty. That was pretty rough. Um, that was that was pretty bad. But, um, I mean you're not getting a lot of quarterbacks that are coming out like that and just being able to Joe Burrow. What? Yeah, you also Burrow. you also slept on Joe Burrow. Okay, that's that's fair. I, I feel like yeah, that's a good point. Joe Burrow did come out, but I don't know. Joe's daddy, you know that. So that's a whole different story. Ain't nobody saying otherwise. Let me tell you, <laughs> no arguments against Joseph being daddy. Oh, I mean True. that again. Hardest picture ever is him with the the cigar. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like you're getting a lot of a lot of quarterbacks now that just can't come out of the draft ready to play an NFL game. They need more time. I mean, you know, the top three. I would even argue the top these top four quarterbacks. Um, they're going to be going to, they're going to go to teams that are going to either try and make them play first game or they're, they're going to be playing at some point in the first season. I feel like we didn't see that with some of the quarterbacks that have played the last two seasons. Malik Willis didn't really play all that much his first season. He played a couple of games. I know, um, man, it was when he did though. It was really bad when he did. Yeah. But then again, yeah, it's the type yeah, that's true. Um, Desmond Ritter didn't really play all that much, right? He played maybe like one or two games. I think like one start at the end of the year, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe two starts. Yeah, so, I mean, you're you're getting a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming to the league and are not ready to play. the The only one that I can remember from the last three years really is Matt Jones. Was Matt Jones really yeah. ready to play? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he had a Pro Bowl season, Drew. I mean, again, Pro Bowl, but. He had a Pro Bowl season. I mean, he went into a system that that was technically still ready for a quarterback like that and then decided to completely blow it up and go for a Shanahan-style West Coast offense, which, again, we're not going to get into because I'll blow a gasket. But, um, yeah, I mean, but but again, that's, that's your example is Mac Jones, the most NFL-ready prospect that we've had, I think, in the last three years. Joe Burrow. Three, sorry, two, two, two years, two drafts. Um, I, and th- I think that changes, obviously, bearing whatever happens in this college football season. There are two guys right at the top that are just like rearing and ready to go. But that's a that's a further down the road discussion. Yes. Anyways, you're getting off topic here because I want to tell you all why I think CJ Stroud's a sack. I'll say, yeah, we all agree on Richardson. So tell us why you're not into CJ. I don't know. It's just, like, it's just one. It's I just have. Someone every year that I just, what? 
but it's like i'm so ready to tell you about how cj stroud is is not it and you're like so tell us about how cj stroud isn't it well i don't know like, no, no, no. like no no like seriously though like i, I just I don't trust him as a prospect coming into the NFL. Like, like I said, he had one of the best offensive lines in football the last two years at Ohio state. He also had probably the best wide receiver court the last two years at Ohio state. The Ohio yeah. State. The, 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 I, I, I didn't look up those, the, the wide receiver numbers. I did look up the, the offensive line play. Um, what is it? Ohio State ranked in the top 15 um, of offensive line play. It's the seventh least amount of sacks. Um, a lot of those other teams were – it was like uh, – I know Georgia was there. Obviously, Georgia definitely was there. Um, I believe like Southern Alabama University. Like It was a lot of like low schools. I think USC might have been up there too. But Georgia and Ohio State were the two biggest biggest named schools that had that offensive line play. Um, when looking at, you know, how their season went and and, and the you know, CFP and all that, so uh, he had he had Marvin Harrison Jr. That man was an animal. Yeah, I mean we we've talked in nauseam about the weapons he's had at Ohio State. Let's be real, Marvin Harrison Jr. is just a contortionist in a wide receiver's body. Right, and, 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 to my, and to my point here is that if he is not given Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba and the offensive line, there's no way he's going to be able to thrive in the NFL. He, he's not gonna, there, There's not going to be a team ready for him with all those weapons in the slot that he's going to be picked at, right? I, I just I don't see that happening. He needs top-tier talent on, on pretty much in every facet to thrive. Um, yes, he played phenomenal against Georgia. That's great. But Marvin Harrison had like, I don't know, like 300 yards and three touchdowns. Nah, he was knocked out pretty early in that one. Was he? Maybe not very early, but I, I, I'll look up those stats for you, but look up keep going on with I know, I know it was basically just him throwing to one person the entire time. Um, that, that, I mean, that's my issue. You know, it, it just – I don't see that happening. He doesn't have the ability to go out and extend the play. Um, you know, I, I, a direct comparison between him and Bryce Young, like CJ Stroud is not going to look to extend the play like Bryce Young does. Um, you know, even Will, Will Levis can, obviously Anthony Richardson does. You know, th- this is something that those top three quarterbacks have that he doesn't. Yes, he's a little more cerebral. Yes, what? For the record, watch the other two try to extend a play and then watch C.J. Stroud try to extend a play. I'll tell you, I feel way more comfortable with C.J. Stroud trying to extend a play because, goddamn, when Will Levis gets out of the pocket sometimes, that dude's brain just goes to shit. Yeah, but I'm not talking about IQ-wise. I'm talking about athletic. I, I, would oh, trust, yeah. I would trust Bryce Young, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson over C.J. Stroud to pick me up a first down on a crucial third down if they have to run the ball. Or, you know, if, if again – why I'm so high on Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson is their physical ability because I think that teams are drafting more physically gifted quarterbacks and are able to coach them up versus getting someone like Matt Jones and trying to work on 
their throwing strength. They're working on certain throws that they just they can't do. That's hard to coach. Athletic the athletics are hard to coach. I mean, again, we had we had players like Tom Brady. We had players like I mean, I don't even know. Drew Brees was like what five nine. So yeah, again, you had all all shapes, all sizes, all types of 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 power and throwing. You know, it, it's a different league. I mean, you have to you have to be able to to extend the play. You have to be able to improvise. I just I just can't I just can't see C.J. Stroud being able to to keep up with that if he doesn't have a top ten offensive line and the weapons that he needs. I just I just don't see it. Again, and this is directly correlated to where he's probably going to end up in the draft, which is the Colts, the Texans, the paint, like none of those teams are equipped to provide him with what he needs. I mean, I don't even think the tech, like who, who are the Texans starting wide receivers? Like, can you even name one? Cause Brandon Nico Cooks is Collins, John Mechie, not Brandon Cooks, assuming. Yeah. But that's if John Mechie is like, okay. And can play. Football. Yeah. If he, if he's cancer free this year. Yes. Right. Exactly. And that's a big if, because that is such a wild card. So you have Nico Hollins? Yeah, my guy. Yeah, so and the Texans offensive line is actual bad. Swiss bottom tier like, bad. Like, like me bottom it. five. Again, th- that is why I have him at why I have him so low. Because I know that he needs the or at least I don't know, but I, I predict that he will need these things in order to thrive in the NFL. He's not gonna get them where he's going. So all right. Hey, I, I I like your points. I don't agree with your points, but that's fine. That's why we do this. That's why we but discuss. If that happens, you do not end up being a good quarterback in the NFL, especially if you're not given it within the first three years. People wonder why Ohio State quarterbacks don't usually work out. Yeah. Um, they also tend to walk out in front of garbage trucks too, but. Sorry. <laughs> That's the first the first fucking like brain stopper was a Dwayne Haskins joke. Are you kidding me? I guess so. Anyway, moving on. Last quarterback. Gotta say that okay. came out of my mouth faster than I could shut it down. Oh, did you did you agree with me? I forget. Which who, one? The last one? No, who no, we had have, four. Oh, Drew, who was your four? I have Hendon Hooker at four. Okay. I think Drew's done. He can't. He can't speak after I just said that. <laughs> that man's dead. I I understand. I'm sorry. Like I said, it came out of my mouth faster than I could shut it down. And once it's out, it's out. I can't do anything about it. Anyway, Hendon Hooker, man, shame he tore his ACL. Get to that later. <laughs> Circle back. My number five. Um. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, Jesus Christ! Let's just keep it going here. Joe, rip the biggest bust in Washington history other than me when we signed the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, James, why don't you explain? Uh, why don't you explain Jake Hayner? Because uh, he is the only quarterback that is not um, that neither Drew or have on our board. Here, you yeah, man. Not my number five. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you already did your number five. That's my apologies. No. Uh, dude, Jake Hayner, uh, Fresno State quarterback. He's done everything right. He's on the little bit of a smaller side, bigger than Bryce Young. Um, but he does everything right. And all throughout this draft process, 
he has proved every mark against him wrong. They're like, there was a mark about him not being able to like have a big arm. Like you couldn't really unleash. And I saw a clip today, like randomly, I wrote this list. I went on TikTok and I saw a dude talking about it. I'm like, all right, well, I got to see what he's thinking about Jake Hayner. No step, 55 yards, just straight step back. Like no step into it. Boom. 55 in air. Fine. No problem. In a weird frame, I'm about that. He broke Derek Carr's records at Fresno State. He is unbelievably talented, and he's just getting knocked, I think, for level of competition. It's very Bailey Zappi to me from last year, although Bailey Zappi I thought was a better prospect. It's a whole other thing. I've toured around with this five spot so many times this year. I've had Hendon Hooker there. I can't sell myself on, like, a 25, 26-year-old coming off an ACL injury that, like, relies on his mobility. I've toyed around with Jaron Hall, who I think is just a great leader, but just plays so dumb sometimes. I've toyed around with Aiden O'Connell at one point, and I just can't sell myself on Aiden O'Connell. There's so many dudes, but like fucking Jake Hayner at five. I'm not saying he's going a first round. I think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I think he's a good starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think you're going to get this top tier dude. I don't think you're going to get this elite talent. Tanner McKee is another name I thought of, but that mm-hmm. the FF has just blown him to the fucking moon. That's absurd. Yeah. Jake I, saw, I kind of saw that rise. Yeah. They, they are weirdly obsessed with him. He's fine. Um, Jake Hayner is fucking sex. My number five. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I did research Jake Hayner a little bit and, and looked into his game. Um, I, I just, you know, what you said about Hendon Hooker is completely true. Can you trust a 25, 26-year-old quarterback coming into the league off an ACL tear? Um, no, you really you really can't. But, again, it's barring the injury, he's better than any other quarterback below him. Obviously, besides the four that we've already mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I, com- I completely understand. Clip after that, by the way. What's that? It's a pretty steep cliff after four. Oh, oh yeah, no, big time. It's like, yeah, and I, I have that in my notes too. It's like the, the top four, and then there's like a little bit of a pack in the middle, and then it's just a steep drop. Um, And it's really interesting too, because you're seeing some names, uh, at least from watching more college football, like Max Duggan and Stenson Bennett that are probably both going to go undrafted, right? It's like... Stetson probably won't just because of the college football playoff title. I understand that. I mean, if you want to get someone in there that is a little bit on the older side that can kind of help with rookies and um, has that kind of championship pedigree, you know, uh, uh, not, not that any team really needs a quarterback if you're, if you're playing at playoff time, but you know, if you're a, uh, if you're a Titan or you're a bill, you know, you want, you want some, some championship pedigree in your, in your locker room. Winning two college uh, championships back to back is definitely not a bad thing. So, um, oh, man, it's a good real little uh, resume bump there. On, on. But yeah, no, back to Hendon Hooker. I mean, you know, it, the the style of offense that Tennessee ran is very very exclusive to them. In you know this this vertical spread offense. I mean, it just it, it is not what the league is at all. So it would be very interesting to see kind of what style of offense he would be able to fit into. Because again, this is, you know, this is more of a selection where I'm saying he's going to get, if, you know, if he gets put into the right situation, that's, that's kind of the ceiling and where he's, where he's going to be, you know? So, um, 
you know, I, I do, I actually do give them a couple points for being older. Um, I feel like the maturity level um, does, does kick in, especially if you're older. Um, and, you know, I guess just sometimes if you're a little older, you can understand your place and your role more. And, you know, you want to learn more and become a student of the game again. And I mean, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks in this draft, barring any crazy situation are, are going to be on the bench learning maybe except for the top three. That's it. That's all I can see. So. Here's here's the thing that concerns me about like Hendon hooker. And we talked about this at the top of the show with like the COVID years yeah. is you're, you're going with a dude. You draft the dude who's 25, right? Fine. So say you do the first round price tag with him, which unlikely at this point, but you give him what three years, three, four years, depending on where he's drafted and he's already looking at age 28, 29 by the time he's up for his rookie right. deal. Right. It's it's tough. It's unprecedented because, you know, we it's just just how it worked with college and you know, you could you could redshirt for an extra year and there's extra years of eligibility and and all that. So I mean, it's it is unprecedented. So we're going to we're going to see what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, we we could see some of these older quarterbacks just not get drafted. And you, you could, you could sign different kinds of, <laughs> there. Uh, you could sign different kinds of deals with them if they're undrafted free uh, draft undrafted rookie free agents, I believe. Right. You don't have to give them like, yeah, they don't necessarily order. fit. In all um, those, those so I mean, we, we could, we could absolutely see it. I mean, where Hendon hooker is, you know, a middle of the pack yeah. kind of guy. Um, I mean, it would be interesting to see what teams are willing to give them as far as a contract, but you know, there are teams out there that are absolutely going to take a flyer out on him. I mean, you know, the quarterback play in this league, there's a good six or seven that are just separated from the rest of the league. And, and that that's it. It's tough. It, it is. It is. I mean, especially where it, it it's, it's transitioned. It's, it is a young quarterback league now. It is. And it's such a shame. This would be a totally different story. We'd be talking about like almost a early second round, late first round pick, especially with the bucks in dire need. Like he would have right. been right there if it wasn't for, uh, you know, rupturing his ACL. We were all watching that together. Good yeah. God. Yep. It was disgusting. Awesome. Yeah. I think those are our draft roundings. I know we have State of the Affairs coming for the NFC. Okay. So, Drew I thought, oh, I'm so sorry, Drew. My bad. Who do you, who's your five? I thought he already said it. No. Will Levis. Oh, okay. Believe so. it or not. I, I don't know. I, he's too much of a question mark. He he really is. It's going to take the right team with the right approach at the right time. There's too much that has to go into I it. Just, for him like, to I, just... I just see it differently is he had the worst offense, one of the worst offensive lines in college football. He is going to get an upgrade pretty much at any point in the NFL. Right, which I would is say maybe him besides the Texans because of how more I don't love. I don't know. It, like I said, it's such a question mark. There's every single decision that's made by the team that drafts him from draft day until they trade him or he realizes his potential is crucial. Yeah, no, I know. I, I again, I agree. I agree. He's I, not going to learn anything sitting on the sidelines. He's not. It, it, it's going to take a very specific approach. I don't know what that approach is, but it is. And um, he also drinks coffee with mayonnaise in it. Yeah, so, I know. I know he does. It's enough to drop him there. 
Oh, it's so bad. Easy I drop. completely forgot about that. Almost knocked him out of my top five. Yeah, no, I I, I understand if that if you want to. Ever seen how he eats bananas? No. no. Oh, peel and all, dude. That's not even a joke. All right, can I change? Yeah, it? look it up. It was like the first thing before hold the mail. We're gonna we're gonna pause the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna go change my graphic. I'm just gonna set Will Levis on fire really quickly, and I'll be back. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, that's terrible. I who eats the banana peel? That's like that's no, no. But anyways, psychopath. Yeah, those, those are our QB draft darlings for this upcoming NFL draft. Um, we are going to transition over into our state of the affairs. Um, mm-hmm. Four. And I think I think it's only, I think oh god I'm big again. I think it's only right that we lead off with Drusif's Pekiers. Only a fair. Hey Zach. What's up? Hey Zach. Hey. Oh no! I tapped the wrong. So close. I <laughs> um. All right. So Drew, while well, well, Zach's getting that reset and started, um. Didn't even see it. Didn't happen. One of one of the biggest question marks of the offseason so far is what happens with Aaron Rodgers. You guys that's are been, looking at been the biggest the, question mark of the last four offseasons. <laughs> it's fair. It's like a perennial thing. It's like the two marks of the offseason. We talked about it, like I think last episode, Zach, is every wide receiver that could be connected to the Patriots is connected to the Patriots. And Aaron Rodgers, where is he going? What is he going to do? Yeah. So I think that's that's arguably the biggest question facing you guys. But I mean, like notably for like free agents, you're looking at Adrian Amos, Mason Crosby. God, I forgot. He's old as hell. Uh, Alan Lazard, Robbie Tunyon, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Elkin Jenkins, Elkin Jenkins. I always fucked that one up. And Keyshawn Nixon. Yeah. You're looking at a lot to do with only three million dollars in cap. Exactly. Yeah, um, well, they opened up a bunch of cap space, actually, recently. Okay. Um, restructuring Jair and Preston Smith. Oh, good to know. Um, okay, those numbers must those yes. must not have been the most updated numbers. My apologies. Yeah, for all I think they opened up. Number crunchers like, out there. Upwards of $10 million, I believe. I mean, that's that's better, but... You ain't it's not, no, I'm not saying that they have all the fucking money in the world. I'm saying that they don't have, like, nine cents in a ham sandwich. Um, Which also has been the scenario the past few off seasons as well. Yeah. Uh, they, they find a way. I'm not super worried about well, that. So here's my here's my question, Drew. So if obviously if Aaron Rodgers goes elsewhere, that cap space opens up as well, right? Depending on how it happens, yeah. I, ideally, that cap space goes right. Over. Ideally, you're not losing Aaron Rodgers and eating his cap hit. But again, yeah. that's the reason why I asked because I, I, I if if you know, I want to know what situation would, how, what would be the worst case scenario for Aaron Rodgers leaving? And yeah, like what's what's the ceiling percentage point of that contract where you're like, we we fucking lost. <laughs> it's a big old contract. Um, I think if you have to eat anything over half of what's remaining on that contract you're fucked <laughs> that's that is just the fast l you can possibly take in the management of your hall of fame quarterback at the end of his career so then like let's let's play hypotheticals here so aaron rodgers retires aaron rodgers doesn't come back what's the contingency plan like what 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 is your best case scenario 
to move forward? Do you go with Jordan Love? I don't think there's a choice. I, I don't think no. that you draft Jordan Love, waste a first-round draft pick, just to have him sit on the bench for three years and then do something else. So that, that wouldn't yeah, make it, any sense. It, he, it really doesn't. He's learned enough. He needs a shot. Um, if Rodgers isn't there, I I can't conceive of them doing anything but giving Jordan Love a shot. He knows the system better than any other quarterback that would come in. He's He's been there for three years at this point. That's how long Rodgers sat on the bench behind Favre. I, the Packers know how this goes. I don't know why they played it this way, but here we are again. Um, I... Uh, and he is still such a question mark. Um, there, are, there are so many things about his game that I look at and go, wow, he could be a good quarterback. But then there's so many other things that you just go, nope, not a fucking chance. So I, I don't know. Uh, if Rodgers does not come back, quarterback in Green Bay is going to be a shit show. And it is not helped at all by the fact that our receiving court are a bunch of infant babies. Christian Watson. So, Christian Watson is an infant baby. Yeah, but he's a good infant baby. Sometimes. Yeah, okay, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Sometimes he runs the wrong routes. Sometimes he drops wide open passes. Yeah, no, okay, Sometimes. fair enough. <laughs> Remember when Romeo Dobbs was good for like three games, Drew? Yeah, then he got really hurt for like eight games. Oh yeah, good point. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, well, you. pick your brain here. I'm going to ask you some hot button questions, Drew. Top Let's three free agent signings you'd like to see from from the Packers, if if the cap obviously wasn't a an issue. Well, actually, I would say Aaron Rodgers. If, assume Aaron Rodgers walks and you have his cap money back. Who are you signing? Who's your top three? Prioritize Derek Carr, hundred million dollars. Yep, no. yep. And then Keyshawn Nixon signed to a three-year, $75 million deal. Agreed. Um, All right. And then- Keyshawn Nixon is in my top three, 100%. Oh. They need to bring Keyshawn Nixon back. He changed the special teams in Green Bay. He's single-handedly. He is absolutely electric. No, that okay. kickoff return against Minnesota was fucking phenomenal. Um, no, he he is the guy. He's proven He's that... Him. <laughs> Like, you haven't had a return man like that in how fucking long? I mean, come on. Don't you dare speak his name. Desmond Howard. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it happens. Um, So, yeah, honestly, Keyshawn Nixon might be number one or two. Um, I think bringing Adrian Amos back Mm -hmm. is big. He is such a leader of that defense. Oh, yeah, I agree. Is the defense was basically built around him when they brought those guys in, other than Zedarius, who's we're not going to talk about. Um, <laughs> I mean, we will. I mean, Everybody a... hurts. All right, look, it was rough. It was. I'm, I'm not happy with how that all shook out. For many I feel reasons. like he's having like an anime moment. The head, the, the gaze goes down. The lights turn off. Just a solid, just a single tear drops down his face. Yep. Yeah, no, that was brutal. Um, Trying to think of who I would like to see them bring in from outside. Um, Kenny Galladay. No. (laughs) Hard, fat, no. Uh, I think 
Jacoby Myers would be fun, honestly. Oh, don't do go, it, go Drew. Don't Jacoby. do it yourself. Go get Jacoby. <laughs> um, okay. Who do you not want to sign this offseason? If you had if again, obviously Kenny Galladay is most likely one of them, but give me two other free agents you do not want the Packers to sign. I really don't want them to go down the Derek Carr road. That would make yep. me very upset. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I also really don't want to see them take on a big name receiver that has issues. Now, okay. so like I, I realize that OBJ, a DeAndre Hopkins, I, I, OBJ, a DeAndre Hopkins, a um, who else? Michael Thomas. Any of the names that you look at and go, "Wow, it'd be fucking awesome to have him on the team," but especially in an Aaron Rodgersless world, right. if you have Aaron Rodgers and bring in an OBJ or bring in you know someone like that, you got a chance because they're playing for Aaron Rodgers. When you got a brand new starting quarterback that has never had a team under his belt, bringing in a guy like that could really mess up some chemistry. So I'd like to see them play it safe if they're going to go the Jordan Love route, which I think is the obvious route to go if Rodgers doesn't. I have one final question for you, Drew. I'm ready for it. Who's the most maybe free agent sign? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe get Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Would you ever consider the thought of Aaron Rodgers going to the Dolphins? That's a weird thought. Um, what What do you mean consider? Uh, I don't have not any like not like. Okay, so let me. I guess I'll rephrase that. Could you ever see him going to a team like the Dolphins? I mean, it's incredibly hard to picture him going anywhere else. Um, Right, but I mean, like we've already made Jet, we've already made the Jets comparison. Like the Jets are drawing him, Aaron Rodgers. But again, that connection is there from Brett Favre. Um, I, I just like my thought process behind it is, you have a really good offense down in in Miami. You're really not sure about Tua. You have, yeah, you have the, I, the, the workings of a good defense, and you're going into a division where the quarterback play is dog shit besides Josh Allen, obviously, but right. I think it's you. The more you, and and again, I thought about it all day. The more you think about it, the more it, the more it kind of makes sense. I was going to say, I I think it is absolutely one of the more logical places for him to go. If Miami can afford it at this point, Um, for some reason I can just like picture him in the the white and baby blue orange whatever other that's okay whatever um, I don't fucking care they're awful colors but um it's Miami like, well but think about it like he just went on a four day he went on a four day darkness retreat if that doesn't scream Miami cocaine fueled nightmare then I don't nothing know nothing about that Miami fucking is going and sitting in a dark room for four days and doing a mountain of cocaine that's called what? depression <laughs> What? No, bad call. Uh, I don't go to Miami, Zach. It's the most loud, bright city I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yup. Miami's something. It is not. It's not. He fits. I don't care. I don't care what you guys say. He fits. 
Anyway, I don't know. That was that was atrocious. I I look <laughs> lifestyle choices aside. Yeah, team team wise, team wise, I think he's he's a good fit for that team. I think they would be a very good fit. I and, and I just and I the in the whole situation with the coach. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like I don't know. I could just see him and Mike McDaniel's being a, such a weird. <laughs> that would be the funniest quarterback fucking head coach. Oh oh. Wow. Well, it was still the funniest. I have a comment. I'm gonna put it in a private chat for you guys, and then just I really don't. I really yeah, Zach. I don't think you're allowed to make any more dark comments. I think we'll get kicked off the live. I think uh, Mike McDaniel and Aaron Rodgers would just do so many drugs before games together. That'd be sick. That would be so fun. Instant Miami Dolphins. Let me check the chat. All right, so Drew, my question as the the draft guy, <laughs> it's like what what position would you want them to target in the first round? Because I mean, there's tight ends a possibility. Michael Mayer's right there. I think he would be a phenomenal fit. But once again, you have to get him a quarterback. Wide receivers right there. You can go and get one. Safety's an option. Brian Branch is around. Johnson Johnson right Johnson. Johnson. Oh God, Quentin Johnson. I've seen Quentin Johnson going there in a lot of mock drafts. Just, just, just like what I've seen. What I've seen. So, like, ideal world, like, what would be that first pick? I, I need to see a middle linebacker prioritized. It's been okay. many, many years since they have prioritized that position. Um, I just. Don't see any other course um, unless you want to go uh, tight end, I think would be the other backup choice because okay. if you're going with Jordan Love, give him as many weapons in as many places as you possibly can. I'm um, I love Michael Mayer to the Packers. That uh, that gets me excited. There's like certain fits that happen. I'm like, mm. Yeah, I, I do like that too. I do. Um, and with Mercedes Lewis being gone, I think he retired. If not, he's going to. Um, you should at this fucking <laughs> point. Why? And I know. And uh, don't get me wrong. I love Bobby Tunyon, but he's got glass bones and paper skin. Um, Josiah Deguara is fine. Um, fine. Um, but yeah, I I would like to see a, a reliable, consistent downfield tight end, or a someone that can complement Devondre Campbell and step in when needed because mm-hmm. Devondre Campbell's getting up there too. His injuries are starting to creep in. Um, and it would be a good situation for a young linebacker, I think, to be surrounded by a lot of top-tier talent at a lot of defensive positions and to have um, Devondre Campbell directly there to learn from. Yeah. Yeah, I get it's it. Not, it's not a first round. I mean, it could be theoretically, but man, keep your eyes on Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Jack Campbell's a fucking linebacking machine. Into it. Good to know. Give me all the backing of my line. Well, anyway, my line okay. front heavy. I was gonna say. Well, I feel like we've we've we filled our our Packers need to our heart's content. We got three more teams in the NFC North. 
uh, which we're probably not going to cover as, as much in detail as we did with the Packers, as obvious fanboy. No, that's, why we, that's, why we do. that's why we do. I, mean, I can talk about any do, NFC but... North team for as long as you want. <laughs> oh, no, I know, but we're getting up there in, in, in minutes. So it I is want to... an hour and 15 minutes. It yes. is, this correct. Is um, so oh, you go. No, I was I was just gonna say. So I was gonna say, just whatever team we want to go for next. I mean, obviously, I want to talk about Detroit. Okay, I was I say Detroit's a good jump point. Yep, a lot going yep. on. Let's go, Detroit, Detroit Lions. So Detroit, obviously, we saw the late season emergence. Um, the offense started to kind of get this weird flow to them. The defense had their holes, but man, they have some really bright spots there for the future. Uh, notably at the deadline, getting rid of uh, TJ Hawkinson. So mm-hmm. tight end is going to be a gap for them. Quarterback is a question mark gap for them. Cornerback is a big time need for them. Hold on, though. Hold on. Though. We can't just say that they got rid of TJ Hawkinson. We have to mention the fact that they let him go to a team that they play twice a year. <laughs> this is also fair. This is also true. Come on. Come on, Detroit. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, actually, funny enough, Drew and I were just talking about this guy. Alex Anzalone is going to be a free agent. Mike Hughes is a free agent. Uh, DJ Chark came in on a prove-it deal and proved that he was not very valuable there. And Jamal Williams, after a monster contract year, is a free agent. Where? Uh, first question, where in the NFC North does Jamal Williams end up? <laughs> back in Detroit if they're smart. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, I don't I don't see why you wouldn't bring him back. But they've got $30 million to play around with. I think they're going to attack the draft. I mean, I think most notably that just uh stat just came out today. I forget who they cut, but now their whole team is under 30. Like their average age is around like 26. They're a young team and they're looking good. Is their whole team under 30 or is their average age just 26? Because if their whole team's under 30. No, I don't think they have a player above the age of 30. I don't think they have a player above the age of 30. Insane. I'll I'll confirm that right now, but you guys talk about that is that is really crazy. Um yeah, I mean, you know, their their biggest needs, I feel like for the past literally, I don't know, 10 years has been corner. I mean, that that's something that they have to address in this draft. But they that's insane. They have to address it right because Jeff Okuda, not the solution. <laughs> that dude, that dude played. I think he played well this season for a little bit, but he just not. He's, he's hurt not all the time. He's hurt. Yeah, it's just it's not, again. He, it's not the solution. Not to right. say he's not good, but no, I know, no, I know. Um, I bet they really missed Darius Slay. Yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that to be honest. For some reason, my brain just goes instantly to Darius Slay as an eagle. Yeah crazy how that fucking happens huh i know but i mean you know one of their needs obviously being a a, a qb to work with in the future unless jared goff is comes back yeah. jared goff's year. the guy for the next 10 years yeah, here Drew's, Drew's best case scenario in the packers is jared goff is the guy for the next 10 years yep <laughs> lock him into a high money deal this offseason please god detroit please I'm scared of you now i don't like that <laughs> I do. I we'll, we'll talk about this a couple more times as we go on, but I really do expect all these like mid quarterbacks to come back down to earth. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the Geno Smith thing working out next year. God no. Jared Goff has always been fine, but I, I think that's going to come back down to earth. 
I just my brain can't fathom them being solid starters in the NFL. I think I think that's my issue. Yeah, I, I mean, fair, especially Juno Smith. That one is crazy. I I love that he got another chance, but to hear the name Juno Smith associated with good quarterback <laughs> play is a little crazy. Great. Um, all right, let me apologize real quick. I literally started talking about that. Like I was like, I don't think Juno Smith's going to be like as good next year. Uh, little fucking number pops up here. And it's my friend Braden from No Ball Sports, a uh, noted Seahawks fan. Well, I mean, Sorry. if we got Seahawks fans behind them, then give them another go. That's know. all you need. Hey, as long as you have the fan base, you're good. Mm-hmm. You got it. It's true. It's very, very true. All right. So, Lions, right? We're talking about the same situation. I, I don't think we need to touch too much on them. I don't think we need to touch too much on them as a whole. I think they're in a really good direction and they have the right trajectory. I, I don't know a person who doesn't love Dan Campbell as a coach. Um, what what would you like to see them attack? Because they're looking at the top too. They're, they're right there. Do you, you think they should go for one of those top edge rushers? Jalen Carter might be at that position now. I would eat dry Imagine. Aiden Hutchinson out there. Across from another top tier edge rusher, that would be yeah, that's terrifying. terrifying. Um, <laughs> I I mean I think that would be scary. I think the thought of Jalen uh, Carter in there is also horrifying. But I mean, so is the thought of him behind the wheel. Um, uh, what, put what, them what? on the board, baby. Huh? Uh, huh? Anyway. Um, I, I could also see them – I could see them going for a cornerback. I could see them jumping up and getting a Witherspoon or a Gonzalez and getting – or trying to gamble again on a top cornerback. But I I think they're so – I think they're in that Patriots realm where they're so scarred by Jeff Okuda. I don't know if they'll do it. I, I think so too. Um, especially not going, as mid, high as they are. Mid-round mid flyers. Yeah, I mean, you probably you're at least investing less capital when they don't pan out. <laughs> True. True. Uh, Detroit's never been a defensive team. I don't really see that changing all that much, especially after last year. I mean, towards the end of the year, the defense started figuring things out, yeah. but for most of the year, they were a fucking train wreck. Um, yeah. So I, I that's where their focus needs to be. The offense will absolutely carry itself, probably almost certainly not to the degree, degree that it did last year, but they they have all of the tools and possibilities and potential to continue to be a very good offensive team. Get a little TLC to the defense, and you're talking a scary Detroit team. I don't like that. I don't like that, especially with a division in flux. Fuck you. I was gonna say they're they're in a position they can. Truth. I'm not I'm not here to attack you, Drew. Just, just I know. Still fuck you. I know. Sorry. I'm not so to a darkness retreat and came out a fucking more. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we move on. What, I'm gonna say we stop talking about them because on, you're already, you're already you already that. Sorry, Randy went in a moron and came no, up. No, he didn't. What about this man just trying to live his fucking life is triggering people so bad? I don't know. Maybe it's the ayahuasca. Anyways, James. Why does that trigger people? <laughs> so anyway, the team that that they traded T.J. Hawkinson to in the division, the Vikings, perpetually mm-hmm. almost there. Perpetually just mid of all time. <laughs> I just think it's really funny because we could we could legitimately compare the Vikings. They are the Kirk cousin of Kirk cousin of the NFL. 
and they also happen to have Kirk Cousins on the team. That's so true. Kirk. (laughs) Am I wrong, though? Like, right? You see what I'm saying? That is 100% accurate. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, free agents they're looking at. Patrick Peterson aging out of any type of role. Garrett Bradbury, Dalvin Tomlinson, Alexander Madison, the fantasy handcuff. And it's never going to be Irv Smith Jr. season. No, it's not. It's not in Minnesota. It's not. Nowhere. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I knew you'd be here for that kind of humor. Uh, They are in cap space hell, too. I mean, not really as bad as most teams, but, I mean, they're looking at a lot of restructuring they're going to have to do, especially looking forward where Justin Jefferson is going to be trying to get paid within the next year. Holy shit. Next year's the year. They got to pay up. He ain't coming back. the piper. If he's smart. Uh, So looking at that, they could also use to add a wide receiver piece to this core. Safety's a need. Most, let's be honest, their whole DB core is a need. Defensive end, edge rushers, outside linebackers, need. Um. Yep. Man, I don't even I don't even know where to start with this team. I feel like they've done so many things well, but dude, I I feel like they've done so much more bad. I feel like every step forward they take, they're that team that's taking two steps back to dig themselves in a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. A team that has enough talent that should be able to take that step and be a playoff team, that's just not gonna make it there. And it really seems like it doesn't matter what they do or what they try to throw at the problem. It just always creates another problem somewhere on the team that is bad enough to hold them back from, like you said, taking that next step and actually winning some playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have much to say about this team, honestly. I mean, again, they are the Kirk Cousins of the NFL and just so happen to have Kirk Cousins on their team. Um, I mean, so one, one one step forward, two steps back. They're they are in the negative and cap space. They're eventually going to get out of that. Obviously, they have to be um, before the years up. Um, I know we're going to get into some teams that are what like sixty five, seventy million dollars. Oh, we're, we're about to get into the whale. We're about Saints, to get into right? the boy. The Saints, right? Never mind. I thought we were talking about the Bears being positive. Yes, the Saints. Oh, oh, the, oh no, no, no. The Bears are positive. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about negative cap space. Yeah, um, the Saints. The Saints. But yeah, it always but I mean, seems to be. Yeah, but I mean, going from the legit bottom of cap space to pretty much the highest cap space I think I've ever seen ever in almost 130 million dollars, the Chicago Bears. What they a, a lot of money. They got a lot of money to work with, and they have a young quarterback in Jay Fields. They got to throw some talent at him. They got to do it. They want to. I, they want him to I disagree. They need to go get as many offensive linemen as 130 million dollars can buy, and figure out how many they can put on the field at once. Yeah, but I include offensive uh, line and talent, though. I wasn't just saying wide receivers and tight ends uh, running back. If they put talent around somebody, I automatically think skills. Fair there. enough. I guess that's fair. I should have specified, but yeah, no, yeah. definitely the offensive line needs to be bolstered for sure. I say, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in Drew's camp for a couple things. Like when I hear talent, I'm thinking weapons. But like they need to, they need to win in the trenches. On both sides, they need to win in the trenches. Imagine what Justin Fields is going to be able to do with his legs if he has a clean pocket sometimes and actually can be a threat in the pocket. 
And Me if like, he's got room to fucking move and doesn't have to thread through 11 guys every time he tries to run the ball. Yeah, you mean like what they're able to do in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson? Precisely. Put a good line in front of him? Precisely what they did with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So looking at it, we already talked about it. Trenches are a need for uh, both sides of the ball. Wide receiver is also a major need. Let's not ignore that. Let's not ignore that. They drafted a wide receiver that was older than Justin Fields. Weird. Um, what are you talking about? Also, they have they have the the man that met the legend himself, who even though was a free agent, they're going to resign. Nikhil Harry, James. Nikhil Harry. <laughs> Nikhil should be a tight end. Harry Equiminius St. Brown hitting the free agent market. Riley Reef, Dante Pettit. And David Montgomery also hitting free agency. I, that one I'm not so sure on. I don't know if they're going to try to like keep him in. I don't know if they should. I don't, I, I'd be fine if I was a Bears fan letting him walk. I don't want any of that 122, Jesus Christ, 122 million getting t- devoted to David Montgomery. But another, another place where I think Devin Singletary could end up if, if they let David Montgomery walk at Chicago. Take oh, a shot for every time Zach says De- or Devin Singletary is going to end up in a team. Twice. It's literally happened twice. <laughs> If I had a nickel for every time I said Dem- David, Devin Singletary is going to end up in a place. I have two nickels. It's very specific. But My thoughts on Chicago's running back situation. I think I, it is another problem that they can solve by just throwing all of their money at their offensive line. <laughs> also true. Like it, also, it, also fair. If you can get a half decent running back cheap and a good offensive line, that is so much more valuable than an elite running back with a bad offensive line. Oh, fuck. I know what I want them to do. I want them to draft. We're going to talk about him at some point. I want them to draft Deuce Vaughn, who's like an undersized dude. He's great special teams, fucking speedy. He's a fun, fun fucking running back. He's like five foot six, and that's not an exaggeration. I want them to draft him and be the new Tariq Cohen. That's that's the short AB brain that I have. I just want to say they never utilized Tariq Cohen in the way that, that they should have. That was a damn thing. It's a new turn. Is he No, he's just, no, it is. I think he's retired at this point. Probably. I mean, at that point, you know, whatever. Here goes, here goes Mr. Find It. But, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see what they, they plan to do. I mean, you would think that they would be smart and do smart things, but this is the Chicago Bears we're talking about, Drew. Correct. Free agent. Yeah. So I don't know, but cool. Well, NFC. Well, he was on the Bears until just just under a year ago. So. Oh, well. Because when he posted that video of him trying to recover and he ruptured his Achilles. Oh, no. The sad boy. So oh my god. Gosh. Well guys, I think this is uh this is our part of the show. We say the final words. Anybody got some final thoughts from NFC North and our quarterbacks here from the draft? I was gonna let someone else go first, but oh that's awkward. Fine. Anthony Richardson tank. <laughs> tank. Literally a freak of athletic specimen. Yeah. He's, he's it's in, insane. 
truth. I mean, even even if you don't want to use him as a quarterback, he could be any other position on the field, and you would be fine. He could – hell, you would probably even have him better off as a kicker than your kicker on the team. Like, that. that is – he could play anywhere. I don't care. Stay tuned for our when Madden 24 comes out and we test Anthony Richardson out as our kicker for a whole season. He's gonna go 30 for 30. Um, guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> I think I think this draft class is a lot like the last draft class. We're gonna talk about it more as we go on, but it's a lot of gambling on yourself and your ability as a team to develop these people, and not as much so like this dude's gonna be a day one like star. You have very very few blue chip prospects in this draft. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are going to go in the first round. It doesn't mean necessarily they're blue chip prospects. Right. Uh, there are Those exactly guys- 32 people that are going to go in the first round. Fun fact. Ah, fuck you. No, there's not. No, there's not because Miami doesn't have a first round pick. It's 31. Oh, Damn. Damn. Get fucked. Dumbass. Uh, anyway, let me, Drew. Uh, I, I just I think without fully thinking, there's like five blue chip prospects i would say that are like the dudes and like everyone else is just like gamble on yourself and if you think you can fucking develop these people go for it yeah i agree i agree with you there um i think like like i mentioned before there's a lot left a lot less nfl ready talent or nfl ready prospects coming out of the the draft in college football than there have been in the past five or six years so it's unfortunate. It is because we have to sit and watch Derek Carr be a jet or whatever. It really does hurt that teams have a much harder time now looking to the draft to fill immediate needs. Yeah. Good for James. I mean, hey, college football is it's electric. It's a fun factory. I mean, I, I just I remember <laughs> remember the days of uh, what's his face from Hawaii when James thought he was going to come in and take over the oh, Titans. Oh, McDonald. Oh, McDonald. Yeah, he XFL he probably, legend. He probably does have a farm now. No, he's on the XFL. He's on Houston. To Wikipedia. All right. Well, uh-huh. you find out. I'll sign us off, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. Garbage time with Boda Sports, as always. He was right. Wow. Big brain time for James. Um, as always, you know where to find us. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast and or music, we are there. We're in your ears, like Drew says all the time. Earworm. Peace sign. For Drew. For James. I am Zach. Love you guys. Stay soggy. Beautiful. Bye. (laughs) So good to have that back. I know. We haven't heard that in a while. That was good. Yay.